you like stories about haunted locations, or maybe tales of cryptids and spooky folklore from around the world. If so, why not tune in to Haunted Escapes with Chris and Diane, where all this and more will be discussed. New episodes drop every Sunday, the visual versions the following Friday on YouTube. So why not come join us on our Haunted Escapes? Hi, this is Diane. And this is Kelly of the History Goes Bump podcast. We are in our 10th year of production for the podcast. And we can say without reservation that no other podcast has covered as many haunted locations as we have. We prove that history isn't boring. It's terrifying. Find History Goes Bump wherever you get your podcasts. Keep it spooky. This is just a disclaimer and sort of warning about this podcast. The Activity Continues podcast is in no way affiliated with The Dead Files, its production company, or any of its distributors. We are simply fans that love the show and love to talk about it and dissect it and, yes, make fun of it. But we do love it. And all of the opinions expressed herein are ours alone and have nothing to do with The Dead Files or any of its cast, crew, production, or distributors. And we swear. Enjoy. Welcome to the Activity Continues podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Megan. And I'm Amy. We discuss episodes of the Travel Channel's TV show, The Dead Files. This week, Amy will be covering season two, episode 17 um, on Discovery. On uh, Hulu, it's episode 15, mm-hmm. which originally aired May 3rd, 2013, and it's called Possession. So I'm sure it's a, just a delightfully happy story. It's a romp, I tell you. Like butterflies and yep. sunshine, the whole Unicorn way Unicorn and rainbows. Knew it. Yep. Uh, and Megan will be covering season seven, episode four, Compelled, which originally aired September 3rd, 2016. And I just wanted to do a little content warning here on Mm -hmm. mine anyway. There's um, suicidal thoughts and child death in history, not current. And so do you have any other, any in yours that you want to talk about? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Um, No. Okay. Wait. No. Okay. Sounds good. We have a lot to talk about this week, you guys. We do. First of all, first of all, I want to, I want to talk about this um, cold brew that you gave me. So the first few times that Megan and I recorded, she was drinking this Cafe Agave spiked cold brew coffee, and she didn't like it as much as the Rebel. So she right. gave me the, her. And the, yeah. And the only reason I was gaming, I was drinking it is because the liquor store I went to didn't have Rebel. Right. So 
So she gave me the two cans she didn't like. So I had it last time. And mm-hmm. I thought it was okay. I mean, I I didn't I don't love it, but it's it's good. I'll drink it no problem. So I looked at it today just because I wanted to see if it had caffeine in it. Yeah, and it says contains sulfites, grape wine with dairy cream, natural colors, and caramel color. So it is grape wine with coffee flavor. Isn't that bizarre? That is the weirdest thing I I wouldn't. Who would think to put those two together? I don't know. But I'm going to open it now, so this is where we're going to edit if we have to. <laughs> oh, I, I already opened mine. Okay. And you guys, we have a code red. Code red. I am down to my last two cans of Rebel. <gasps> so I know. Oh, my stars. I know. Oh, yeah. We're on the vanilla latte this time. Oh, yeah. So. Do you like that this one? This one's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd never had it before, so. I like that one, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tastes just like grape wine and cream. And I mean, if you closed your eyes, you wouldn't know the difference. (laughs) You know, I kind of want to do that now. I kind of want to get some more of it and then like have Greg make me up a red wine with cream in it. Cream, as he does want to do. You know, I can tell you how many times I've been over there and Greg's been like, do you want to try this wine with cream? And I'm like, Greg, you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? No. (laughs) (laughs) You'll make his unbelieving dreams come true. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Oh, boy. Greg, you scamp. That's what I call him. I'm like, Greg, you scamp. You scamp. Okay, so our first order of business, I believe, after the alcoholic beverage conversation is that we have to welcome a new patron. What? Yay, we have a new patron. tell them the best part. What's the best part? Don't we not know this person? No, we oh, right. We don't know this person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Our first patron was a friend that that I brought to the world yes. podcast, and then the second one was a friend that Megan brought to the yes. podcast. <laughs> and yes, and the, we don't not we don't not know this person personally. Yet. Yes, <laughs> we do not know this person. How many of those have you had? I two sips. I swear to God. <laughs> But I've been thinking about it all day. Maybe that makes a difference. Before that, she was hitting the wine and cream real hard, you guys. (laughs) I tell you, though, after I got done editing tomorrow's episode, the one that comes out tomorrow, that by the time you guys hear this, it will already be out. It will be last week. It'll be last week's, yeah. Um, And I, it it really kicked my my ass a little bit. And so uh, by the time I was done with it, I was like... I think I might want to start drinking right now. But then mm-hmm. I knew that I would have to take a long nap before we meet tonight or I wouldn't be able to read my notes. So I did not. This is my just first wing drink. Just wing it. You can just wing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. Welcome, Heather. We are very excited to yes. have you as part very, of our Patreon family. Very excited. Does it tell you where Heather's from? It doesn't. No. Okay. No. I should probably ask people when I... Because when after when someone becomes a patron, I reply back and say thank you and blah blah mm-hmm. blah, um, and I should probably ask and say, hey, let me know, let me know where you're at. Maybe she's in Virginia. <gasps> she's the one doing the Lord's work and spreading our podcast. <laughs> you know, oh I was God. listening to the draft you sent me, and I was like, I missed a song opportunity when you talked oh. about Virginia, and I could have been like, me Virginia, I can't oh. wait to. Meet Virginia. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Missed it. Oh, well. That was a good song. You did it now. I know. I know. That's what matters. Yeah. 
That's what matters. Okay, so speaking of Virginia and our excitement of last week, um, our downloads are back to normal. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Sad trombone. But you know what? It's, you know what? Listen, it's not sad because we're still getting downloads. We are. And you guys, you guys are it's, really... It's just not keep... 330 in 24 hours is all. Um, it was but, 550. Uh, but who's counting? Well, that's true. That was that that <laughs> the second day you're right. It was 550. Um, yeah, I don't... we. We may not see that again, but that's okay. You know what? It was a high that'll carry me through. It was for a years. lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, being excited about that. It was great while it lasted, it and it will continue to last because. Well, yeah, you guys keep listening to us. Yeah, so cool, cool. Yeah. Kudos to you guys and gals and non-binary pals and non-binaries and theys. He's the he's, he's, he's she's and theys. Theys and gays, yeah. yeah. Theys and gays. Yep. Welcome everybody. Mm-hmm. Also, I have a ghost ghost of the day calendar that I I've talked about on here before, yeah. and I talked about it and sent it so much to Amy <laughs> that she then purchased it. I went out and bought one for myself. Yes, and I keep sending her links or pictures, and I'm like, <laughs> I know you have this, but I'm going to send it anyway. So Amy, being the genius that she was, was like, everybody who listens needs a copy of this calendar. So. Yeah. Um, she will be linking that um, in the show notes and yep. also in our socials for anybody who wants to go and purchase that. And it's really fun. It doesn't just have – it has a lot of different haunted um, places and, di- like, different ghosts it features. But it will also talk about, like, ways – you know, places if you want to find haunted. If you want to find haunted. What was that? <laughs> if you want to I, I thought experience... you were going to say haunted locations and that would have been completely normal. I know, but I – you know what? I fell apart halfway through that <laughs> sentence. I started and I didn't know where it was taking me and it was a dead end. Um, so if you wanted to find out, you know, where to hold a seance, it has that. It has top, like, five podcasts to listen to about mm-hmm. ghosts. Mm-hmm. We are not on there, but no, this was, was made before us. It was made so like a year, I experienced, two years ago, probably. Or I expect in 2023 yeah. we'll be on there. Yeah, why not? Why not? Aim big. I'm, uh, it, for those of you who are going to be looking at the video portion. Oh, you can't really see it anyway. Can't well, maybe really a little it, bit. No. But this is, it, it's a, so it's a page a day. Yeah. Here for sound effects. Page a day. And um, today's was The Pitcher Man and Goose River Bridge. I confess I have not read it yet because I was a little busy today. I read it and then I posted. Yeah, I posted it and that's why we drink. It's about a ghost who shows around, who walks around, you know, with a pitcher of ale and he's trying to get everybody drunk. And so I I posted in the And That's Why We Drink group. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, is this Christine, but with a bladder of wine? Because she carries, yeah. So I'm like, this is the type of ghost that I would be. Yes, that's the type of ghost I would be, too. Or there was a, a, a ghost that reads and haunts a library. And I'm like, oh, oh that sounds good, too. That reminds yeah. me. Um, did you get a package from me? Oh, I did. Hang on. It's upstairs. Okay. Hang on. Okay. Yeah, this coffee drink's not bad. It's going down. i sorry. This grapes wine cream drink is going down pretty well. So I got Megan a gift and um, I told her not to open it before we saw each other today, but it arrived yesterday. So I don't know if she, if she was good and kept it boxed up, but I wanted her to unbox it here on the podcast. I was just talking to the people while you were gone. I need to have dinner before I get a package. (laughs) X-rated jokes again. (laughs) Oh, good. Oh, good. Maybe cut that. <laughs> okay. 
All okay. right. Megan is back with the Amazon bag. Yes. And my husband got it. And he was like, what did you order now? And I'm like, it wasn't me. <laughs> if you ever need me to text him and say it's something I get, I ordered for her, don't yell at her. Oh my God. Let me know. I might need you to do that in the future, even when you don't <laughs> order me things. <laughs> I should not have offered. <laughs> do you want me to open it? Yeah. What is it for? First, tell the listeners. It is a... Uh, celebration milestone gift. We did a we had a lot of milestones last I week. was going to get this for you when we reached 500 downloads. Well, congrats, we did and that. <laughs> we did. What is this? It's a candle. It's like you know I burn candles. I hope oh it says I hope we're friends until we die then I hope we stay ghost friends and scare the crap out of people. <laughs> We totally will. <laughs> oh my god, it smells amazing. I know. I have one of those same candles and I I, I love the smell. I'll put a link to that too in the show notes if anybody wants to buy one oh, for their friends. So sweet. <laughs> and we totally are gonna haunt the shit out of everybody. That's right. That's right. We're gonna be doing uh passing around bladders of wine and pints of ale and sleeping, right? And books. Books. And, yeah. And then we'll be taking it. And then we'll be sleeping. Yeah. It sounds perfect to me. I mean, as long as we can pet kittens yeah. and dogs, we're, I'm good. <gasps> oh, my God. Okay. I just had the best. Like, when we're ghosts, we're going to be surrounded by all of the ghosts of all the animals we've ever had. Absolutely. That sounds perfect. Yes, it does. I'm just getting my lighter out of my crafting drawer. To oh, you're going to light it now? Cool. Of course. I always burn a candle when we record. Do you? Yeah. I do sometimes, but... I don't know what happened to the one I had back here. I should keep that one back here. Mike, I have the same one, you know. All right. All right. Okay, so one more thing we need to talk about. The Dead Files, the Dead Files season 14 finale is going to be on, it's going to be airing April 2nd, 2022, which is going to be tomorrow for y'all in podcast land. It's mm-hmm. a week away for us. And it is a two-hour special where they investigated the whole <gasps> town of Flagstaff, Arizona. Oh, my Arizona. God. Yeah. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Maybe you should come over and we should watch okay. it together. I get you twisted my arm. Maybe we can, like, live blog it or something. Yes. Yeah. Record ourselves watching it or something. We should. Oh, my God. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be good. That'll be so good. Yep. A whole town? Mm-hmm. Poor Amy. I know. Can you imagine how <gasps> drained she must have been? I hope she like is able. I hope they gave her a spa day. Uh, I hope they gave her one every day after she had to do a walk. <laughs> Jeez. Through the whole town. And yeah. Flagstaff's a pretty big city, I think. Is it? I don't know Flagstaff. But I believe you. I don't either. We've never met. But I mean, I know <laughs> the city. I've heard of it. So I assume I've heard of it. Flagstaff, Arizona population. Uh, I guess looking it up. 76,831 as of 2021. Hmm. Okay. So she's large and in charge. <laughs> That's a lot of, hopefully she didn't have to read every person in the Could tone. she, oh my God, I couldn't even imagine. <laughs> no. Amy, girl, to have a sit, sit down, have some wine, uh-huh. relax, add some cream to it if you're so inclined. <laughs> girl. <laughs> if you... Who thought that? Like, who was sitting at home drinking their wine and they were like, you know what this needs? You know what? This would be great if it had cream. And Steve was like, yeah, Steve's like, Ron, cream. (laughs) 
And Ron's like, fuck yeah, Steve. I don't know why they're two guys. I was going to say, who are Steve and Ron? Okay. They're the people in my imagination. I see. Okay. One of the voices. I'm just kidding. I don't hear voices. That would be two of the voices, wouldn't it? That would be, yeah. Shut, listen, I'm not a math person, okay? <laughs> We've established that. I'm not either. But Who's I can count to first? two. You are going first. Okay. Somebody needs to. I'm glad Amy's in charge of this shit well, show. Well, at because... least you are going. I mean, I went first last time, so. Okay. That's why if you don't want to go first, you don't have to. I'm but... totally fine going okay. first. Cool, cool. So again, mine is season seven, episode four. And as I was going through this and I'm texting Amy as I do literally every second I'm awake, <laughs> I texted her that I knew that the sketch was going to be fucking freaky as hell. Mm-hmm. And I was right. Mm-hmm. So buckle in, everybody. Before you get started, what made you choose this one? Randomly, okay. completely random. I did that I with was... mine, too. Yeah, I was like talking to you and I'm like, what are you doing? And I was like, you know what, season seven, episode four. And so that's just what I chose. So we're with Steve and Janice and they're in St. Charles, um, Michigan. And Janice, bless her little heart, she is a mess. Like she breaks down multiple times. Mm. She just feels so helpless. She feels like everything is going to explode. Steve asks her what's going on. She hears banging, knockings, screams. Maybe she's listening to our unedited podcast. I think she is, yeah. I think she's like, God, Megan, quit putting your phone down. (laughs) You know, it's not all. I do it, too. Um, Filing my nails. I mean, geez, what is going on? This is why I don't go out in public, you guys, except to go to work. And even then, they just put me in the corner. (laughs) No, never put baby in the corner. Never. Don't put baby in the corner. Um, things are being thrown and now there's physical attacks. Her daughter, Kaylee, who's 20, um, has woken up with scratches on her face. Kaylee's health is really bad too. She gets stomach migraines, which I don't know what that is, but that's what Janice said. And I trust Janice. Sure. Um, and a racing heart. Um, Janice says that Kaylee doesn't stay in by herself um, in the house. She doesn't do it. And her husband is overseas doing construction in Africa for the next 18 months. Wow. So This yeah. is like the one I did last week where the woman's husband worked for the Department of Defense. Yep. And so she was yep. home all by herself for months at a time. Karen. Yeah. Was that her name? Yeah, it was Karen. Yeah. Um, so they moved into the house in 2002 and the activity started right away. But it increased in 2013 when the husband, whose name is Mike, his mom passed away and they have her ashes. And Steve goes, wait, here in the house? Yes. You're kidding me. (laughs) He's like, like, I wish you guys could could. If you watch the episode, you'll see his face. He's like, where? What? Huh? I'm like, yeah. And then. Janice goes and brings her mother-in-law in in this beautiful bag and sets her right on the table. (laughs) So her name was Ruth and Mike's relationship with his mom was not great. She was very controlling. Get this. She would bring men home in front of Mike (gasps) while his mother and father were still married. So she's just openly having affairs in front of her son. And that's the making of a serial killer right there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's not great. So hopefully, do hopefully Mike's not a serial killer. No, I don't think he is. Okay, good. He seems like a stand-up guy. Okay, good. I mean, we only met him via Skype, but he seemed cool. Okay, good. When Mike was 16, he quit talking for a year mm. because of the trauma from this. Mm. Yeah. 
Like he poor guy. He just and Steve is like to his mom, and Janice goes, "No, she just quit talking to everyone. To everyone. Plus oh, that's him. so sad." And then she breaks down crying, which obviously, and she's like, "I don't. A son shouldn't have to go through that." And you could tell she was just heartbroken by this. Yeah. So cue Steve giving her the hanky. Yay! She's, I know Steve and his hanky is just so sweet. Um, and so she said when they got together, Ruth didn't like her. She was 26 and got pregnant. And Ruth said, I thought you weren't that kind of girl. <laughs> first you wanted of to all, talk, Ruth. First of all, what kind of girl? She right. was 26. And even if she was younger. Yeah. So what? Do whatever you want. And like you said, you're the one that's parading men. Right. While having an affair with your husband. So those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, Ruthie. Come on, Ruth. Get it together. So then um, they go to the kitchen and they were, you know, Steve is like, okay, well, what's going on in here? So Janice says she was doing dishes and a box of tea bags came flying out at her and almost hit her. Now, the way where Janice is doing dishes, yeah, she almost I've got, got an X-rated joke going on in my head right now. <laughs> is it about tea bagging? It is about tea bags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I did just say she almost got tea bagged. Yep. <laughs> I think we already have a few good titles for the episode. <laughs> it's like the Step Brothers movie with Will Ferrell. You gonna teabang my drum set? Anywho, <laughs> so the way where Janice's set is standing is like a good distance. Like there's a good four or five feet between where the bags of tea were and where Janice was. <laughs> okay. You guys, I swear we're not drunk. No, and not so, yet. I mean, I'm about halfway done with this. Yeah. Grapes, wine. Grape wine. Cream. Grape concoction. grape wine. Everything is grape wine, Megan. Okay. <laughs> no, but that's we're... what it says. On the thing, it says grape wine. As opposed to foot wine, which yeah, right. I which... call the wine that... <laughs> let me, I'll just tangent here for a second. Yeah. Many years ago, Greg decided he wanted to make... This is my husband. Decided he wanted to make uh, wine at home. Oh, and, Lord. Yes. Yeah, so we went and got a wine. I got him a wine making kit for Christmas, right? I went to mm-hmm. one of those like just brewery places and they had a wine making kit. And I got that for him with the, you know, the tubes and the whole thing and yep. all this stuff. And we, he, he made the wine and he made it in the, um, <laughs> he made it in like, well, in the bathtub, but not like in the bathtub. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it was in the bathtub, but it was in containers. It wasn't like directly <laughs> in the bathtub. Uh, like bathtub gin, you know, wasn't like that. But this is Greg's bathtub wine. So we called it we called it bathtub wine, and then we mm-hmm. you know bottled it and put it in the basement for however many months you're supposed to wait until you can drink it. And so we're sitting there like twiddling our thumbs, like when can we drink this yummy yummy wine? I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait. And we pull it out when it's supposed to be you know the earliest possible time yeah. that we could have it. And we opened it up, and I poured it into a glass, and I smelled it, and. Greg smelled it, and we both said, it smells like feet. (laughs) And so we called it foot wine. (laughs) Did you taste it? Oh, yeah. Did it taste like feet? Well, I don't eat feet, so I don't know, but (laughs) it it tasted like feet smell. Okay, gross. And it was, um, but it was very, very potent. So at a very, um, you know, very last resort, you could... Mm -hmm chug a glass of that at the end of the night and then chug, you know, chase it with something else if you needed to. I bet 
It would have been good if you'd added cream. <laughs> <laughs> Did you even God think damn it. That? I don't know why we didn't think of it. Where were Steve and Ron when you needed oh them? Oh, my God. Oh, fucking Steve. Okay, back to your story. I'm sorry. Yeah. So in the kitchen, she feels unnerved or she feels unnerving feeling like she's being watched even when they're talking. And Steve's like, even now? And she goes, yeah, I feel like it, she's in its space, this entity space. Mm-hmm. And so she hears a woman's voice saying, where's Mike? And Steve goes, well, the obvious question doesn't sound like your mother-in-law. And she said, yes, it does. So then they go into the master bedroom and she's woken up with bruises on her hands and she shows Steve photos of her bruises. And I tried to send you one. I don't know how it came across. I don't know. They look like fingers. Like in the picture, it looks like an arm has like a hand has grabbed her. Okay. She said she had blood work done to see if there was another issue and there was nothing else. That morning, before they were set to record at 4 a.m., Janice woke up and saw an outline of a woman hitting her, like trying to hit her. And she thinks it's her mother-in-law. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. And then she just she breaks down and she said to see something coming at her to hit her. She said she doesn't know. She doesn't know how to explain it. She goes, I think I made somebody angry. And Steve goes, yeah, your mother-in-law didn't like you. (laughs) I was like, What if she didn't know that? And she's like, what? Where well, she's the one that, that told him. Oh, she is. Okay. I thought, yeah. I thought it was the husband that. <laughs> Wait, did you hear something? <laughs> Who told? Where did you hear? Did my husband tell you that? Did Mike tell you I that? I thought maybe Which he be told her that on the Skype thing. Okay. I, I was... see the bruises Janice wakes yeah. up with. Yeah. It's hard to see what it is. It yeah. kind of looks like a marble, but you know. It's, it's bad. I'll see if I can get um, another picture. Otherwise, we'll just, yeah. People can and watch then, the show. <laughs> Yeah. She's like, who are you going to tell like when this happens? She's like, people are going to think you're crazy. And then Steve goes, I don't think you're crazy, sweetheart. And gives her a hug. Steve. I want a Steve hug. I want a Steve. You know he gives good hugs. You know he does. And you know he smells like really good cologne. You know he does. Absolutely. And maybe a hint of cigar under there, Mm, which is not bad. That's not bad at all. Yeah. And then we cut to Kaylee's daughter, or Kaylee, who is, good Lord, Janice's daughter. (laughs) She's, this is kind of interesting to me. She said she's really sad that her dad is gone, but it's nice because they don't have to walk on eggshells. And Steve goes, can you elaborate on that? (laughs) And she said that when her dad spends a lot of the time in the basement, which is where his gym is, he gets really mean and just aggressive and argumentative and just mean. But when he comes upstairs, he's fine. This is sounding familiar. I think I remember this one. Yeah, you probably do. I mean, I I remember one where a guy got mean when he went in the basement. Mm-hmm. Mm. There might be more than one of those, but. Probably not. That's a very rare occurrence. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. That's sarcasm. So then she does agree that the activity picked up after her grandma died. And she said she was a mean old lady. <laughs> She said she treated sorry. sorry I almost Amy. spit out my coffee. <laughs> you mean your coffee wine? My your coffee, cream wine? My grape wine, cream wine. Grape wine, cream. <laughs> grape cream wine. Grape. Sorry, cream wine. I've got to get the adjectives in the right order. Mm-hmm. Or it just messes the whole thing up. Um, Kaylee said she treated her like crap. And then Steve asks her to talk about like what she like her experiences and she said she hears knocking coming from the closet that's connecting her room to I think her mom's room 
Um, but she said, it sounds like there's something falling, but there's nothing in there to fall that would make that kind of a noise. And she says she wakes up with scratches on her face. Oh, God. And Steve goes, how often does this happen? She said, once every couple of weeks. And Steve goes, let me check your nails, you know, to see if she's got these daggers. Just, ah. Like Amy's nails from the last oh, couple yeah. weeks ago? I can't. Oh, how'd she function with those? It's beyond me. Mm-mm. Steve checks her nails and their shorts, and, and he asks about the cats, and she says they don't come in here. Um, and Kaylee thinks they're in danger, and, and she's really scared. So then we talk to Mike overseas. So we Skype him in. Mm-hmm. And he believes what's happening to a certain extent. And he agrees that it's worsened um, when his... Oh, there was um again. He agrees that it worsened when his mother's ashes came into the house. And he had a difficult relationship with his mom. Difficult? Yeah, difficult relationship with his mom. She was always trying to get involved in everyone's lives and business telling them how to live. And Because she's an expert on how to live. Yeah, miss, I'm going to parade my men through and cause my 16-year-old son to stop talking. Hashtag mother of the year. (laughs) So Steve asks Mike to say, you know, to describe any experiences that he's had in the house. And he says he's seen shadows out of the corner of his eye in his workout room. Remember I talked about that in the basement? Mm Mm-hmm. He saw a figure in the mirror out of the corner of his eye, and he sees that happen about once every couple of weeks. Um, And then he said he had breath on his neck when he was on the treadmill. No, thank you. Mm -mm. I don't. mm -mm. Mm -mm. Yeah. So Steve um, asks, were you under a vent or anything? And and Mike said, nope, there was no vent there. There was no fan. There was no other explanation other than a fucking breath on his neck. No, thank Mm -mm. you. So that would um, make so me we, not want to work out. I'm just saying. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> I'm saying. You know what? I tried to eat healthy this week. I got hard boiled eggs. Mm-hmm. We don't need to say where from, but it rhymes with mass mation and got some horrible food poisoning. Yeah. So I think the universe is telling me to eat Girl Scout cookies. Or make your eggs in the in the Instant Pot. Five, five <sighs> and five. Why you got to be like that? Five on high, five resting, five in cold water. Minutes, that is. It's so easy. They're so good. I know. I always have hard-boiled eggs in the fridge. I I know. I mean, at least it wasn't mass-mation sushi. Sushi. Yeah. Oh, can you? um, I don't like sushi, though, so thank goodness. Dodged a bullet there. (laughs) Um, So then Steve talks about how when he gets to the town, he works the phones. He calls cops, historians. Anybody trying to see if anybody has a lead on the property, anybody has any history they can dig up on the property. And he got a call back from a genealogist. Not a gynecologist. Not a gynecologist. Um, her name is Carol Kusky. And she said, oh, look at you with your rebel. What kind is that? That is the mocha latte. Oh, the mocha. Choc- yeah. You might want to hang on for a second because I'm going to crack this and I want to. Okay. I mean, I can always, you know, cut out my line. Oh, that reminds me. I forgot to tell you what I did today. What'd you do today? Let me crack this. Hang on. I um, filmed a commercial. Yes. Tell me about that. Okay. So several months ago, uh, we were, we had a a mouse infestation, not infestation. We had mice in, like we'd find them in the, we wouldn't find Mm -hmm. them. We'd find the poopies. Ooh. And we couldn't seem to get rid of them. And so I sent out a message to our neighborhood yep. email group and said, uh, does anybody have any suggestions? And a lot of people suggested 
Adams Pest Control, local mm-hmm. in Minneapolis. So they came out, they took care of the issue, and so now we're pest-free, except for the, uh, those fucking stink bugs that keep coming in. I didn't even mention those to Adams, or they probably would have come out and done something about that, too. I just figured they'll die. I mean, they die in like five minutes. Like I told you, that one died after I yelled at him. So who knows? <laughs> they just they die really quick. So I'm not too worried. But anyway, so they um, they after I did my last service with them, they asked me to fill out a questionnaire or a survey about how I liked the service. And I said, I gave them like five stars and I said that I thought they were great. And I, I know our technician, they, they give you the same person every time. So he comes over, nice. he knows so the he dogs, know you. Yep. they know him, he knows the house, he knows where things are and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I said that I really liked him and I was glad that they, you know, that their business model is that we get the same guy every time and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so this guy reached out to me and he said, I read your testimonial, and I wonder if you would be willing to let us record that for a commercial. And I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be cool. So they came to the house today, the little camera crew of two, and um, <laughs> and the marketing manager, and the owner what? came. And so I don't know if you've seen their commercials, Mm-mm. There, I don't know if there's any on YouTube for those who aren't in the Twin Cities area, but for all our Virginians, yeah, for all our Virginia folks, I'll see if I can find one on YouTube and I'll post it if I can. But anyway, they they're they're silly commercials. There's usually like a person dressed in a bug suit, and mm-hmm. you know they're and they're like, oh, how did who invited the fly to the, our picnic? <laughs> and it's kind of it's really <laughs> silly. And every commercial ends with the owner saying this thing about, you know, we've been doing this for 20 years or whatever, mm-hmm. and we'll blah, 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 guaranteed. And so the owner came to the shoot today. And I, so I had to do a little scene with him where mm-hmm. he starts, he starts the, the you know, we, we do this, blah, 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 blah. I can't remember anymore. And then I'm supposed to interrupt him and say, uh, they'll take care of whatever's bugging you, guaranteed. Ah! And I had to do it in like five takes because I kept saying, <laughs> I kept saying, they'll take care of whatever's bothering you. <laughs> and they were like, God damn it. And the guy's like, that was awesome. <laughs> Except can you say bugged? <laughs> Bugging. And I'm like, fuck. So That was great. Except you didn't do it right. Except we have to do that over again. So um, It was so great. We want to do it again. Yeah. We just can't stop that is watching. So exciting. It was really fun. It was really fun, and um, it yeah, and the owner was cool. It was it, there were a fun bunch of guys, and yeah, we had a good time. So it's gonna be. So there were two. They asked me about like what are my least favorite pests, and one of them. <laughs> Did uh, you say men? <laughs> <laughs> just I don't, kidding. I don't think they take. <laughs> not in a room full of men. I didn't say that. No. Um, <laughs> right. They, I don't think they deal with that in their service contract, but read the room. <laughs> You're like, men, am I right, guys? And it's like, I mean, and it's crickets, uh, and they're like, we'll get that. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so sorry. Oh, don't be. Okay, so. So for one of the, they for I did two takes. One of them I said mosquitoes because they are my arch nemesis. 
Yes. And that is absolutely true. Uh, and the other one I said mice. And so we did two different stories, basically. Mm-hmm. And so if they use the mosquito one, it'll be out in April. If they use the mouse one, it'll be out in the fall. Sure. So I don't know when the commercial is going to be aired, but yeah. if if I didn't completely fuck it up, uh, it will be out either in April or in the fall. And uh, when it is, I will see if I can get a recording of it or something. They should give it to you. You're the star. Well, they said they would like send me a copy. Yeah. So I could see it. And I was like, you know, let me know if, if it's okay for me to post it on social media. I have several different accounts and lots of followers. And they were like, ooh, ooh, okay. <laughs> so, and did I mention my two podcasts? Yeah. I, actually, I did talk about the podcast because we really? were talking. They mic'd me up. You know, they put the mic in my yeah. shirt. And then um, I w- the dogs were, of course, I had to lock the dogs away. Yeah. And they're all like, well, and I'm like, you know what? The mic is probably going to pick that up. And I was talking yeah. about how when we do the podcast and there's always like some thumping or thunking or some mm-hmm. kind of noise like that. And the guy goes, oh, yeah, mics pick up everything in the background, but they don't pick up your voice that well. And I'm well, like, yeah, exactly. That's what happens yeah. all the time. And then I said, you can always fix it in post. And he goes, no, but you can't. And I'm like, I know. It's just a joke. I can't. I know. I know. I know. I'm in the industry, guys. I'm in the (laughs) biz. I do know this. So, yeah. No, it was really fun. So I'll probably. That's exciting. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, me too. Super fun. Okay. So back to Carol Kusky. So we're talking about the original owner of the the, uh, house. His name was John Bonmar, I think. Came over from Germany. He emigrated in 1880 when he was 29 years old with his wife, Anna, and his two sons, Leonard and Frederico, and his uh, baby girl, who was nine months old. He was a farmer. That was his job. And so, you know, six days after they got there, their nine-month-old daughter dies. And then eight days after that, Leonard, Leonard dies. <laughs> Leonard. <laughs> you tried to make him sound more fancy than he is. I did. <laughs> Ah, Leonard died. So they don't know what he died of, what they died of. They probably think that they contracted something on the ship. So John and Anna had two more children after that. But in 1884, Anna dies probably from childbirth. He marries three more times over 31 years and each wife dies. First, we have Minnie Kutzbach, Kutzbach, who died in 1880 of consumption. Tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. I had one of those in mine, too. Oh, twinsies. Uh, then we have Wilhelmina Wall. She died in 1913 of an infection of the heart and kidneys. Ooh. He married less than a year later in 1914. Shortest marriage of all. Uh, within a year and a half, she died. She was struck and killed by a car. Hmm. Then he married in 1918 Christina Barnacow. And in 1920, they buy the client's property. And then in 1929, John Bonmar is struck and hit by a car and killed in a hit and run accident. So then we go to our library montage where he's (laughs) checking out the books and he finds a man is crushed to death in front of her son in the coal, in front of his son in the coal mine, just a few thousand yards or feet from Jesus Christ. Just start that sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you want me to leave it all in. It's going to be midnight by the time we're done. <laughs> a man was crushed to death in front of his son in the coal mine a few thousand feet from the property. Nailed it. Got it. So then we go to TJ Gaffney, who's a mining expert. And 
turns out that this whole area was a big mining, uh, like had a lot of mining pipes and tunnels and everything. Started in 1896, totally on accident. There was a guy digging for uh, water in a well, accidentally hit black rock, which was coal, and bada bing, bada boom, you got a mine. So tons of immigrant workers in the mines, lots of kids doing the work. Because remember, this was fucking 1900. There weren't any child labor laws. You know, if you could work, you could work. Horrible conditions, as I'm sure everybody's aware of during coal mining and really any mining. There's cave-ins. Highly explosive gases, just just terrible, terrible scenarios, lots of death. And I actually sent you a picture of a man who was crushed to death, and you see his legs sticking out of this pile of rocks. It's really tragic. Oh, yeah. So yep, I see it. Less than a half a mile in 1901 from the, the property, we have a man whose name is Albert Newman. So he's working in one of the rooms with his son. He's ironically testing out the roof of that room to get ready to drill to see if it's stable. Sends his son out of the room. His son heard what he thought was rushing water. Turns out it was his dad's blood. (gasps) He had been crushed to death by about 50 tons of rock. Holy Um, shit. Yeah, right in front of his son. That's like pancake. I mean... Yeah, yeah. There's And and Amy talks about it, too. So then, um, this isn't obviously the only death. In December of 1907, there's another man crushed to death. Um, April 1920, a man named Nelson Carl Smith fell 20 feet to his death. And then the mine closed around 1931. Oofta. So then we get to Amy's arrival. And she says, there's something about a male that lives here. He had a family and he has this strange idea that his family has been cursed. He's saying that because of the curse, everybody died. And she said he's a problem. He's a big problem. So starts her walk, and immediately she encounters a dead woman. Amy doesn't like her. She's very creepy. She said she's probably been married a few times. Amy sees her with a lot of men, so she thinks that she was married mm-hmm. a few times. <laughs> um, and then uh, Amy says, she's creeping me out. She's creeping me out. So she really didn't like this lady. So then we go into the master bedroom, and the dead woman, she really likes this room. She's kind of claimed this room as her own. She said she smothers everybody, she screams in people's ear, and she really likes the closet. She says Amy saw her throwing shoes in the master bedroom, and that Amy said she hears somebody yelling, don't be a stupid bitch, don't be a stupid bitch. Oh my god. She's aggressive, yeah. She said she does attacks in here, so she'll slowly open the door, open the door, and then she rushes at the living people. Oh god. Yeah. Uh, She says this is her space. And like I said, she's claimed the room. Mm -hmm. So then Amy sees a child ghost. He's got overhauls, overalls or later hosen on. And she said he has some sort of connection to the ghost who thinks that his family is cursed. So this is the ghost child. He touches people. And she said he'll glom onto other kids. He'll almost jump them. And the way that the living would like appear to other people as they're being jumped is they would just stare out into space. Like they would just kind of space out. And that's how you would know that the ghost kid has jumped them. And she said that the, the living kids could develop heart problems the more that this happens. So we get into Kaylee's room and Amy walks in and says, Lord, what the get away, get it away from me now. And is touching her head, like grabbing her head. 
Matt asks what happened, and she said something impacted her head. She said she was talking about the little boy, and he hit her in the head, and caught, and her, her, her head hurt really bad. Huh. Yeah. So then we go down into the basement. And so she said the man who thinks he's cursed really likes it down here. She said there's a living male that has issues here, emotional issues, like pre-existing emotional issues. And she said he comes and goes and he comes and goes and he doesn't live there all the time. He, you know, he leaves and comes back. Hmm. She said he wasn't okay to begin with mentally. And then she said that made him a really good target for this dead guy. Mm. She said the dead guy will influence the living man to act angry. So the guy who thinks he's cursed, she said, wants the living people out. He, this is his space. He just wants to be alone. He's depressed, just wants everybody gone. And so he pushes weird emotions on them to try to get them out. Um, they would feel ashamed for no reason, guilty for no reason, sad for no reason, just all of these emotions to get out. How do you think prolonged exposure to this guy would affect the living? I think that he would drive the living male insane the cursed guy doesn't know how he died said that he was a farmer in in life she said she saw him working with land with cows with horses she said something happened to his whole family and she said he feels responsible she said his whole family dies she feels a wife died kids died from illnesses and he feels really responsible and he feels like there's a curse and he was cursed And then she said the cursed guy started talking about tunnels and she said he she sees multiple bodies lying on the floor, three or four bodies. And he's rambling about how they need to go back to the tunnels. They belong in the tunnels. Mm -hmm. And then Matt asks her to describe them. And she says they're mangled masses of flesh. They're just a mess. Yeah. So then we go to the reveal and it's Janice and Kaylee. And Steve says, um, to put it bluntly, what's going on here sucks. <laughs> yeah, Steve. Steve, always the... Um, always eloquent. Yeah, always the... Uh, the really knows those words. Yeah, I'm, I can't think of the thing I was going to say. Like, Listen, it's a mess up in here tonight. We're barely <laughs> hanging on, so... <laughs> words are going to be real tough for us. <laughs> uh, can't wait till I try and tell mine. Yeah, Godspeed. <laughs> so they live in fear. Steve says they're going through it alone because Mike is overseas. Mm -hmm. You know, he's working for 18 months and they can't afford to leave. So then we get to Amy and she says there's three conscious dead people who are causing issues. She said, but before I discuss that, she wants to talk about what she found in the basement. She said there was a deceased individual going on and on about tunnels. And he said or she said he was showing her three or four dead people. But she said they're they're a clump of gore. They're just... (gasps) Horrific looking. That's a really yeah. disgusting um, choice words. of words. <laughs> Clump mm-hmm. of gore. Yep. The man told her that these bodies needed to be moved into the tunnels where they belong. And that's where Steve talks about the mining business. Everybody who got killed and crushed and how horrible the, the um, conditions were. And then he talked about the, the 1901 accident where um, Albert Newman was crushed to death in front of his son. Mm. Holy shit. So the first dead person is the female, and she said she was very creepy, and she really spooked Amy a lot, and she said she likes to torture the living people. She said one of the things she saw her doing was throwing shoes. In the back bedroom, she said that 
she saw her smothering people. Now, whether or not, I think she was, I think she meant like metaphorically trying to smother them. I don't think she could because she didn't have enough energy to manifest. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's when Janice told her about the tea incident in the kitchen where the, the box of tea flew at Janice. Mm-hmm. And Steve is like, could that have been her? And Amy goes, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So she said she creeps up behind people and she creeps out of the closets in the room. And Kaylee was like, is that my closet? And she asked her what room she was in. And I can't remember the color that she was in. Um, But she said, yeah, she's in your closet. So that's when they show the sketch. And And this this is the person sitting at the chair? Yep. Okay. So I can describe what I'm looking at. It's uh, a woman sitting at a a desk with mm-hmm. a computer like a, monitor. And she looks like a person. Like, she's totally normal looking. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. She's in, like, a T-shirt and jeans, and she's at a computer desk. And behind her is a very tall, thin, thin dark, womanly-looking figure with, like, a big skirt. Mm-hmm. And long long claws yep and a very severe uh head Mm -hmm. sharp chin and long spikes Spikes. coming out of the top of her hair yeah and she's got alien eyes yeah big like black alien eyes she and her face just looks mean mm -hmm. like she looks pissed like that really strong jawbone the cheekbone Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Steve asked who she was in real life, and Amy said she was really pretty in real life. She had a lot of men in in her life. Uh She said she either married multiple times or she had a lot of partners. And she said she's jealous of a female here, and that's why she's acting out. And Steve brings out the remains of her mother-in-law, and she said, I think we all know who we're talking Mm -hmm. about. He Mm -hmm. sets her on the table. (laughs) And yeah, and Janice talked about how she wasn't a very good person in real life. She talked about the many affairs that she had, how she would do it in front of Mike, traumatize mm-hmm. that poor man. Okay. So Steve shows her a bunch of photos of what Ruth looked like in life, starting from when she was younger and, you know, progressive as she aged. Uh-huh. And he goes, is this who you saw? And Amy said, that's 100% her. That's oh. 100% who she saw. Wow. Yeah. So then we go to the dead child um, between seven to eight years old, and she talked about later Hosen. She said he's reacting constantly with the living. He's caressing faces, playing with hair, and she said if there are any children in the vicinity living, he'll glom onto them. And, and she said it's really bad for the living, and prolonged exposure can make them sick, including heart issues. And she said they'll become violent, and she, that's when Amy talked about how he hit her on the head. Mm-hmm. And then Steve goes, well, that just about hit every friggin experience you guys are going through. <laughs> this is uh, this is actually very similar to the one that I did this week as far really? as yeah, <laughs> the things you're pointing out and stuff. Yeah. So then Kaylee talks about how she's had stomach problems her whole life and she has something wrong with her heart and the doctors don't know what's wrong. And that's when Amy said the kid is Kaylee. Um, the kid mm-hmm. that he's glomming onto is Kaylee. She's his toy. And Janice wakes up with bruises and she said, that's the mother-in-law. So she said the kid is attached to Kaylee. The mother-in-law is attached. 
mm-hmm. to um to Janice. Yeah. So then the third person is the man mm-hmm. who thinks he's cursed. In and the basement? She said he, yep, in the basement. She said he's a serious threat. And she said he's related to the kid with later hosen somehow. She doesn't know if he's the father, the grandfather. So my thought is that he's John and his child, that the little boy is yep. Leonard. Leonard. Why do I keep saying Leonard? <laughs> he's not Italian. Leonard. <laughs> She said he feels extremely guilty about what happened to his family. She said she saw him fall to his knees and exclaim it was the curse. And so I'm picturing uh, very Leonardo DiCaprio in Romeo and Juliet. That's why you keep saying knees. that. That's why you keep calling him <gasps> that. Subconscious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she said he worked outside, maybe being a farmer. And he, she said he lived and died and is buried on this property. And she said she's really worried about him. She said he can't do anything physical to people, but he's mastered emotional abuse. She said living people become overwhelmed by sudden emotions that, you know, the shame, the guilt, the sadness for no reason. Janice starts crying again, and she says she feels guilty and overwhelmed about what's happening mm-hmm. to her family and, you know, about how she can't protect her daughter from this guy. Also, I'm sure she feels like, She's in it on her on her own. Yeah, because her, her husband's, husband's overseas. Yeah. And so Amy said that he has his sights set on a male in the house. She said that he feels like the male is an easy target. She said the living male comes and goes from the house, so doesn't live there 100% of the time. She said he already has emotional issues and he will act out in anger and lash out. And then she said... If the living male is exposed to the dead male for a long period of time, he will be driven insane. Mm. And that's when Janice talks about Mike spending time in the basement. He'll come up agitated, angry, really upset, and he has outbursts. And Amy asks, does he know? Does he recall these outbursts? Does Mm -hmm. he remember having them? And they say, no, he doesn't. And then Amy goes... It's worse than she thought. She's like, this is not good. Mm-hmm. And so she said the dead guy is depressed, wants to be alone, and he's willing to do whatever it takes to get everybody out of the house. So then we have Steve who's like, you know, what can they do? Can they stay? Whatever. She said the first thing that you need to do is find a male medium and a priest. The first day they're going to deal with grandma. The male medium will start with her. She said Amy's hope is that the male medium will let her vent and she'll get everything out, everything laid to rest and move on. If she doesn't, the priest will then make her leave via exorcism. Ew. Yeah. Then they'll bring uh, the male medium back to do the little boy, engage him again the same way for a few hours and and let him move on. And then the last day they'll bring the um, male medium back to engage with the dead man, get him to move on. Mm So the recap at the end is Janice and Kaylee brought in a priest to bless the house. They're still looking for a medium, but the activity has decreased. Okay. Yeah. So, oofta. Oofta. I wonder how Mike feels uh, knowing that it's his mother that is torturing his family. I'm sure it just adds He's to like, his dislike of her. He's probably like, for the course, that bitch. Mm-hmm. Given the fact that she, you know, paraded men in front of him yeah. at as young as 16, and I'm sure it started way before that. Oh, I'm that. sure. That's just if what he, he remembers. he stopped talking at 16. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was probably going on his whole life, and he just doesn't remember it from when he was super right. little. Right. Oh, God. Oh, oh, man. So I hope that they got everything. So that was in 2016. So six years later, I hope that, I hope that they're doing okay. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, let's do your story. Okay. Oh, first, though, we need an ad break or a little, not ad break, but. Oh, yeah, right. So this week, we have a new promo partner this this month. So for the month of April, because this is coming out April 1st, we are partnering with a new podcast called Haunted UK. And I've listened to an episode or two, so have you. Mm-hmm. And they're really good. Mm-hmm. The production quality is amazing. Top notch. Yeah, top notch. Which, when I'm deciding to listen to a podcast, that's something I really care about, which is mm-hmm. why I'm so obsessive about making our sound okay. <laughs> because mm-hmm. when it doesn't, I feel horrible. But that is that is something that they are very, very good at. This Steve is the mm-hmm. producer. And I, I believe he's the one whose voice we hear most. Uh, I is think he? he's, yeah, I he, yeah, I think so. And so you will be hearing their promo during our quote unquote ad breaks during mm-hmm. this month of April. Yeah, I, I like them a lot because mm-hmm. it's, and it, you know, I was, I always say it always, you know, for the years and years I've been talking about this, that it's, it's tough to be a one person podcast yes. because you don't have the go between that Amy and I have or other podcasts yep. with with two people do. Yep. And this guy does it so well. Yep. He he keeps you engaged. Yeah. It's not you're not sitting there bored. Yeah. You know, he's very informative mm-hmm. and I just really like listening to and him. And plus he has a really nice voice and that it's, great yes. British, British accent. Are you interested in stories of ghosts, poltergeists, and the paranormal? Do you love an amazing tale of an unsolved mystery, a strange disappearance? How about a UFO encounter, or even a first-hand sighting of a creature that should only exist in your nightmares? Why not join us over at the Haunted UK podcast, where every two weeks we delve deep into the tales of the strange and unusual, the unsolved and the downright weird. The Haunted UK podcast is available on all major platforms, as well as being on Instagram and Coffee. So why not give us a follow and get involved with the show? Thanks for listening, and we really hope that you'll join us for our next episode. And on that note, it's back to the show. Do you think people ever are like, oh, American accents? I do no. think that some people of other countries do find our accents interesting but or or appealing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wonder what the best know why. accent is. Maybe it's Minnesota. It's probably Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. It yeah. probably okay. is. Probably that one. Yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Oh, for cute. Oh, for cute. So my company I just saw has a cookbook put together by, you know, recipes that employees um, submitted. Nice. And one of the recipes was a tater tot um, crock pot dish, oh. like slow cooker. And I'm like, if that is not the most Minnesotan dish you could get, yeah. a tater tot casserole in the crock pot. I think we call that hot dish, though. Tater tot. Hot Do dish. you? I don't think we hot say cas- I don't think we say casserole here. Uh-oh. I think we say hot dish. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh for sure, oh, it's a hot for dish. Sure, it's a hot dish. Do you yes. follow on TikTok? I know because we always have to talk about TikTok people, but <laughs> do you follow that Minnesota mom? With yeah, the short with, curly hair. Yeah, and she yep. like sings opera and she makes yeah. Minnesota salads. Minnesota salads that, that aren't, aren't really salads. salads. <laughs> yep. Oh, I love her.
Don't She's forget so the good. Snickers salad, which is just Cool Whip and Snickers <laughs> and some apples. And it sounds so good. <laughs> it is really good. I, I would eat it. the shit out of that. The good news is there are apples in it, so it's healthy. So it's healthy. Yeah. You get your um, fruits for the day. <laughs> That's right. Your fruits. All for all sure. All for sure. <laughs> So, this is season two, episode seventeen on Discovery Plus. Just episode fifteen on Hulu. I don't mm-hmm. know why it's goofed up. I didn't delve into it too much. The original air date was May third, two thousand thirteen, and the reason I chose it is that I asked Alexa for a number between one and fourteen, and she gave me two. And then I asked for a number between one and I think there's like 23 episodes in this season. And she gave me 17. So here we, here are. we are at season two, episode 17. So in case you wanted a really scientific method. Yes, because that's probably how I'm going to pick them from now on. Actually, mm-hmm. no, there are there's like four or five episodes that I what before we ever even thought about doing a podcast about this that I put notes in my phone when I was watching mm-hmm. them cuz they were really like I really really liked the episodes and they were really like did something to me made me cry or made me mm-hmm. happy or whatever and so I put I put them in a little note in my phone that these are the episodes that I liked if I ever wanted to watch them again or whatever so mm-hmm. I do plan to go back and grab those but one of the mm-hmm. ones that was my favorite was a really sad one and so I didn't really, I wasn't really ready to do that one. Yeah. You got to be in the right mindset. Nope. Not that this one is all sunshine and roses, like we were saying. <laughs> I mean, it is called Possessed. Yeah. So mm. I think, you know, kind of what we're in for. Hey, everyone. We want to welcome our new sponsor, Gobble. As you know, life can get pretty hectic. Between work, errands, and family time, who always has the energy to plan, shop for, and cook delicious meals every night? That's where Gobble comes in. It's a meal kit service that takes the stress and guesswork out of dinner. I used to dread the what's for dinner question every night. Gobble has been a game changer. They deliver fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and easy to follow recipe cards right to your door. Exactly. No more last minute grocery runs or scrambling for inspiration. Plus, the recipes are incredibly diverse. From healthy options to comfort food classics, there's something for everyone. And let's not forget that cooking together can be a fun family activity. Gobble's recipes are simple enough to involve everyone in the kitchen, even the little ones. So if you're looking for a way to make delicious, stress-free meals that the whole family will love, head over to the link in the show notes or on our website to get your first six meals for $36. Gobble. Make dinner amazing. We want to give a shout out to our newest affiliate partner, Just Brands. This is the company that makes the CBD and THC gummies that I have been talking about. I have purchased both the Delta 8 and the Delta 10 versions, and they're really nice. They're actually really tasty too, but I wouldn't recommend just eating a ton of them at once. I did buy them to help me sleep. And well, let's just say that one night I took one and when I went to bed, I felt myself melting into my bed. It was lovely. 
For a limited time, you can get 20% off these treats when you go to justcbdstore.com or just follow the link in the show notes and then use our promo code ACTIVITY24. This offer is good until March 27th, so get your gummies now. So this one takes place in Watervliet, Michigan. It is a... Both of our stories are in Michigan. Oh, was yours in Michigan too? I missed that. Hang on, let me see. St. Charles, Michigan. Whoa, yep. look at that. Oh, my God. We're Michigan so represent. Maybe we'll get a bunch of downloads from oh, Michigan. Go Detroit Lions. <laughs> Rawr. Rawr. <laughs> That's how Lions Oh, sound. dear. Okay, so it's um, a town on the river, and it looks really, the, the footage in the beginning is, like, really spooky. It's dark. It's foggy. It looks fucking cold. There's snow on the ground. And it's early enough in the series that Steve is still explaining how the show works. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's going to go talk to the clients and Amy's going to do her walk and do blah, blah, walk. blah. Yeah. So the client is Amanda and she lives in the house with her mother and a tenant who is a family friend lives in the basement. So he uh, the client believes Amanda believes that the house will kill her. She gets mm-hmm. scratches and burns. It's affecting Oof. her health, her sleeping. And she has gained a lot of weight since she moved in there. Bless her. Amy arrives, and it's a cute one-and-a-half-story home, but the area, it just looks, it just, if a picture can look cold, it looked so cold. It just looked like, and maybe just because we're just coming off of that now, and I've been, we've been so cold for (laughs) a few months. Ever? Mm -hmm. Forever? (laughs) Oh, gotta love the Midwest. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. It was like 65 two days ago, and then... And then it snowed. Then it snowed. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And now we're under a wind advisory. Oh, are we? Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll sleep with the window closed tonight then. So Amy arrives, and it's this cute house, and she is seeing a lot of physical activity, she says. There's a dead person or entity that is controlling the area. She says it might be a child. And she keeps getting something about hidden truth. She keeps hearing the words hidden truth Mm -hmm. is what she said specifically came through. So now we're going to Steve. He's talking with Amanda. She says her health has declined. She's gained weight. and She had a heart attack recently, and she's only 32. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. And Steve asked what precipitated the heart attack. And he's like, does that have anything to do with the weight gain? And she said the doctors don't know, but there were no blockages. So I would say no, then. Yeah. So she's afraid for her boyfriend who doesn't live there, but he comes with his kids on the weekends. And oh, not the kids. Yeah, there's kids. And she believes that whatever in the house is trying to kill her. Oh, no. She tells Steve that she wakes up with scratches and burns. She has pictures mm-hmm. of these. Mm-hmm. Steve tries to find other reasons for them, as usual. You know, was it a dog or whatever? And a dog's not going to burn you, Steve. <laughs> I don't think he th- 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 mentioned the dog for that one. Looking but little fucking he did Fozzie seem- over in the corner with his little lighter <laughs> waiting for you to go to bed. <laughs> oh, poor Fozzie. That's my biggest, oldest dog. He is oh, blind Foz. as a bat. Yeah. He, is he? <laughs> he is what? Pretty. Why did he go blind? He's been slowly going blind. I shouldn't say he's blind as a bat. He's not that blind. But so she has nightmares. She sees this a thing standing behind the. Oh, sorry. This is, I'm, I mixed up my notes a little bit. 
This is Amy. Happens to the best of us. I know. This is Amy. This is Megan. (laughs) So Amy sees a thing standing behind the living person and it's telling her to do things. And it sort of puts the person in a trance-like state. And she says... Almost possessed, would you say? Almost. Yes. I think you could say that. The P word. Maybe it's like a trance state. Like they're seeing where they're going, but they don't have any control over it. You know, and then they're like startled, which is really kind of unnerving uh, because, well, then they're kind of being possessed. Oh, no. There's no way the living can avoid being influenced by the dead here. She said, these people are unhealthy. They can't take care of themselves. They can't sleep. They overeat. They're not safe anywhere in this house. And she sensed that it was targeting one person in particular. Could it be a woman? Uh-huh. And she said, this thing can easily access this person's mind and can make it do anything it wants. No. So then we go back to Steve and he's with Amanda in the kitchen where she says she saw a man tall, thin, square jaw, button down shirt. And she thinks he was warning her about something else in the house. So then go to Maybe Amy. You have another big J. Kind of. Yeah. So Amy then sees a male. He's not that old. He's in his 50s. He's angry, but she doesn't think he's advanced enough to be a problem to the living. So he's like banging on the walls and stomping on the floors. And he's trying to put it back the way he knows it. This is his house. He wants it back the way he knows it. So go back to Steve and Amanda. They're still in the kitchen. She's saying how she woke up, like sort of was in a trance-like state, woke up, came to and was spinning a knife. And oh, she, my God. <laughs> she felt like she was in a trance. She later realized when she came to that she was having suicidal thoughts. And she was basically like, I'm going to die anyway. I might as well just end it. And she said she never told anybody about this before because they're already worried about her. And she didn't want anybody to worry about her even more. She my thinks, heart just plummeted. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Can you imagine coming to and you're just spitting a knife? No. Fuck I know. me. I know. No, thanks. No. She thinks it's trying to kill her either by her health or by you taking think? her own life. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here, now we're going to find out what it is. Amy, okay. she senses a girl, 12 to 13 years old, who looks like a shadow person. She's bad. Amy jumps and says that she zapped her. She says she fucking ran at me. And the entity took all of her energy and she tries to control people in the house and wants them to kill themselves or someone else. Do we know? Do we find out why she wants them? Okay. Uh, To kill themselves? You, yeah, I guess. Okay. You mean you find out why she's damaged. Yeah. So now Steve and Amanda are in the kids room. This is the kids, the room where the kids, uh, Mike's, yeah. her boyfriend's kids stay when they come. Oh, my God. Is his name Mike, yes, too? there's a Mike, Holy too. Yep. I know. Shit. There's a lot of parallels. So the kids are 11 and 12. Mm-hmm. I think it's a boy and a girl. Um, so they only talk about the son. And that he has seen red eyes staring at him from the hallway when he's sitting in that room. I don't like it. Mm-mm. I don't. I don't want it. Nope. Nope. So then Amy's in the kids' room, and she says the little girl, the entity, is jealous of whoever's in the room. And Matt asks how the entity would affect the living, and Amy says that it is centered on an adult female, and it is trying to make her kill whoever is in the room. 
the kids. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. So now we talked to, to Mike, the boyfriend. He said he sometimes feels someone crawling into bed with him. And it's not Amanda because she's up in the other room watching TV. And he also had somebody whisper in his ear, how you doing? (laughs) And it was a female. And he said he has fits of rage and he's afraid he's going to hurt someone. But he only feels that when he's here. Not when he's at work or anywhere else. Just Mm -hmm. when he's at home or at her house. So Amy says that this, this girl likes to be as scary as possible. And she crawls in bed with a person in this room. Oh, I think we can check off as scary as possible. I think she's achieved that life goal. I think she is. Death goal? <laughs> I don't know. That, Whatever That goal. level, let's say. Like that it's le- a game. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> she yells. Level and- unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she yells and screams and howls and Amy thinks the living would be able to hear it. The girl can go anywhere she wants to in the house and she makes people feel <sighs> agitated and makes them feel sick and it drains their energy. No so shit. Now we're talking, Steve is talking to Pat, who is Amanda's mom, who also lives mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And she is a lot. Talk about mother-in-laws. Uh-huh. She's been in this house for 17 years. She's not experienced anything herself. Mm-hmm. And Steve asks her why that is. And she says that she has a relationship with the Lord. And that keeps her from yeah. seeing or experiencing anything demonic. And she believes that whatever's here is demonic. Right. Yes. Yes. And my thought was, that sounds like something the devil would do. Not something that God would do. Yeah. Right? Right. I mean, not that I necessarily believe in either one. But. I don't think God's going to be terrorizing people. Right. That's not his jam. Right. Or her jam. Or her. But I, I just don't. I mean, it's. In all the like stuff I've read about, you know, what the devil does, it mm-hmm. doesn't come at you like a devil. It comes at no. you like the nice guy. Yep. Or I'm a child. protecting you. Or a child. Yep. 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 So anyway, she does believe that something is here and she believes it's after Amanda. And Steve's at, Steve asks, why Amanda? And she says. Is it because she doesn't have a good relationship with the Lord? You got it. Ah. Uh. Mom says she believes that God has a special purpose for Amanda, and she hasn't stepped up to it. So she's blaming Amanda? I I wrote in my notes, nice victim blaming. Yep. So So your daughter's health is failing, and she's had a heart attack. Mm -hmm. And it's all because she hasn't stepped up to God's plan for her. Uh I'm sorry, but no, that's not, to me, that's not real faith. This is why I have a problem with religion. Anyway. Mm, That's not. mm -mm. Right. So she says if Amanda found her way back to God, the activity would cease. She's sure of it. Okay, but how? Mm, oh, okay. Yep. No. So Steve asks, what does she expect from this? What can Steve and Amy do for her? And she says she has no expectations that they can do anything because there is a war going on between God's angels and the devil's demons. Holy shit. So she's fun at parties. Oh. So oh, okay. <laughs> like I, I said, need a minute. Like I said, she's a lot. Yeah. No. I, that no. I Okay. Yeah. Okay. Moving on so, from her. Yeah. We that's okay. We don't we don't see her talk about her again. Uh, Was she is she in the reveal? Uh-uh. 
Oh, good. Well, she doesn't think they could do anything. Right. She doesn't think that. Well, Amanda and Mike are probably heathens and probably having unmarital sex. That's right. Oh, I'm sure. Can you imagine what she thinks about that? I didn't even think about that. Under her roof. Right. Oh, dear Mm, Lord. mm, mm. That can't go well. No. Yeesh. Okay, so Amy and Matt are now downstairs in the basement. And Amy says things are really bad down here. There's, Can there ever be a basement where, like, good things happen? Well, my basement, good things happen down here. Did you have a basement in your other house? Yes. Did things happen there? Uh, the basement in our old house was fine. There was nothing creepy down there except that there were a lot of bugs. And Oh, you should have had Adams come out. I know. We didn't know Adams back then. Yeah. We had bugs. We had bats. We had mice. We had, I mean, we had a whole ecosystem down there. It was, like, <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> So, so we're in the basement. They're in the basement. And Amy says there's an old man putzing around being grumpy. He's pissed off. He's miserable miserable about his life. And he hates that someone is down there. Because there's remember, there's a cellar dweller. Uh-huh. She says, whoever hangs out down here is his focus. And I think he tries to kill him at some point. Well, that escalated quickly. Right. So this is not the same old man that she saw earlier. Yeah. There are two men in the basement. This one's bad. So then Steve, um, right after that, I thought that we would, when we go to Steve, I thought he would be talking to Mike and would say, you know, that Mike would say he hangs in the basement, but that's because I forgot all about the cellar dweller. And we uh-huh. never, we never talked to him. Steve never really interviews him, at least not, it, maybe if he did, it was cut. So mm-hmm. we don't know anything about the guy that lives in the basement. So Steve's on the road in the caddy talking to, he's on his way to talk to a historian named Daryl uh-huh. Schlender. Who told him that (laughs) he told him that Amanda's house is a big part of the town's history, that the land was purchased and developed by a guy named Isaac Swain in the early 1830s, and that he owned a lot of the property in the area, about 900 acres. He was a lumber mill owner and the biggest one in the county. But that's it. That's all they talked about. And then the. By George, he was the biggest lumber mill owner (laughs) in the county. By George. (laughs) So. Then we go to Amy and she's outside near a shed and she sees and she said she saw this when she first opened too, like even before she got to the property, that she sees thick woods and a lot of trees. Mm-hmm. And there's a little old lady saying it's too bad about the trees and that they cut them all down. So this mm-hmm. I'm sure she's talking about the mill owner. Yep. So then we go to Steve and he says, well, Daryl knew very little about Swain's personal life. <laughs> He's like, I gotta go find someone else who can. Damn it, Daryl! Give me some shit. Yeah. So he he's going. Give me the dirt, pun intended, because he was a lumberjack digging up the trees yep. <laughs> or whatever lumberjacks do. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think they cut down trees. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they don't dig them up. I don't think so. So he's on his way to meet with a local author named Chris Lyon. She tells him that (laughs) it's L-Y-O-N, but okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. That's just what the British spelling or the French spelling, maybe. Lyon. Lyon. So the Swains had three kids. Two of them died within two years. Their daughter, Martha, died at age 15 and their son, (sighs) William, died at age three. But it was so long ago that they don't have any sort of information about why they died. Yeah. Like death records or anything. Mm -hmm. So here's where it gets good. The middle daughter, Louisa had a tragic accident when she was somewhere around the ages, between the ages of 10 and 12. Now, remember the little girl that Amy Uh sees is between 10 and 12. Yep. 
she fell and hit her head and became mentally disabled. And she had to have 24-hour care. Then Isaac's wife, Volonia, got sick. And her son... There's a name. I know. I had to put the closed captions on so I could see how they spelled her name because I thought she was saying Felonia. So it's Volonia, V-A-L-L-O-N-I-A. So her symptoms were very similar to tuberculosis, a.k.a. consumption. Consumption. So they traveled, Isaac and his wife traveled around the country for three years searching for the best care for mm-hmm. Volonia. She ended up dying in 1858. Do you think they... So while they were touring, did they just take their daughter or they just dump her off somewhere? Nope. They left her at home with her care staff. So basically sure. she was for three years alone. left alone with staff. And she had no social interaction. The only people she knew were her caretakers. Mm-hmm. And when her family passed away, she was left alone. And she lived oh, until 1909, yeah. which wasn't mentioned in the show, but I found the family's gravestone and it had uh-huh. all the birth and death dates of all the family How members. How old was she when she passed away? Um, You might have to do math. Okay. I'm really good at math. I know so. you are. That's why I asked I, you. I know. Tell me the numbers. I'll do it in my head. Lickety split. She was born 1833. Okay. And she died in 1909. Oh, she was old. So 67 plus 9 is 75? 76. That is old. Especially to be... Especially in that era. And to be living, you know, with a... Mentally handicapped. Yeah, with having to have 24-hour care. Yikes. Wow. And she was alone. Yeah. No wonder she's so angry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. So Amy's talking about the young girl again, and she says she has a lot of physical pain that she's dealing with, and she's not herself. She's mentally not okay. She -hmm. likes to play with people because she wasn't allowed to play with people when she was alive. Oh, wow. And she was screaming at Amy. And then Amy says in a spooky whisper, She's kind of creepy, though. She's creeping me out. So now Steve is doing his library thing. He's at uh-huh. the library looking through into the property, and he finds a story about a funeral that took place at the house, and he wants more info. So he goes to Roland Hitchens. Sorry. 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 I need another sip of my rebel. You need a sip of your, your wine cream. <laughs> oh, that's right. We've moved on to rebel. I'm under the rebel now. We're done with the wine cream. I'm done. I don't know. It's it's kind of good, though. <laughs> anyway. Sometimes that wine cream just hits the spot. I know. You know what I'm saying. Sometimes it does. <laughs> so he wants more info. So he goes to Roland Hutchins, who is a local funeral director. And we learn of Sadie Smith, who died in 1918. Her funeral was in the client's living room. Don't like that. Please don't have funerals in your home. <laughs> uh, that was the thing of the day. It was, it was totally normal back then. I know. She was 32 years old and she died of the Spanish flu. Oh, no. Yeah, which I hear, I kept, you know, when COVID hit, people, all, a lot of people compared it to the Spanish flu and mm-hmm. that a lot of people died, but, you know, a lot of people survived. It can't be that bad. Whatever. Yeah. She had it for five days and she passed away. The funeral director, I know, she probably wasn't vaccinated. Probably. Well, her right, her body, her choice. Right. That's right. 
The funeral director confirms that back then it was very common to have funerals in the home. And I paused the screen on the death certificate so I could read it all. And so I was like, pause, play, pause, play. So I could like every time it moved (laughs) on the screen, I was like trying to read everything. And then after I wrote everything down, then I did a search and I found her grave. And then in the findagrave.com website, it also has a document of the death certificate. So I just... So you didn't need to do all that. I didn't need to do all that shenanigans. But where's the fun in that? I know, right? So her death was October 18th, 1918. She was 30... A day before my birthday. (gasps) day before your birthday. Hang on. I mean, obviously not in 1918. Right. You don't look a day over 100. Skincare routine is flawless. Okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. <laughs> she was 32 years, 32 years and, th- and two days old. So this was right after her birthday, which was on October 16th, 1886. The official cause of death is heart failure. As a contributory cause of death, it lists la grippe, which is an old timey oh. name for the flu. And I think it's yeah. high time we bring that back. I think so. Because I like that. La Let's grippe. Make a petition. La grip. Yeah. I'm going to just start calling COVID La Grip. I'm in La Grip. <laughs> the La Grip. So her father's name was J. Wallace Smith. Oh, J. Wallace. I found her grave and I will post that. It's a very sad gravestone that just says her name. It's like it's like one of those little ones that just sits in the ground. It's not, it's not, it doesn't stand up, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, like a plaque. Yeah. It's like a little thing that sits. Well, that, you know, that's, they did that a lot back then. Yeah. Especially if you weren't super, super rich. I was just going to say those gravestones cost, even today, they're expensive. Oh, I know. I know. So Amy's now in the bedroom and she said something took place here where people are crying and screaming. And I think there was a funeral here. God, she's so good. I know, right? Casket was open and people were saying goodbye. It was a young female and everyone was crying and freaking out. So then Steve says that Sadie's parents, uh, after she passed away, The parents stayed in the home, and the mother passed away five years later. She died of heart disease, and I believe Mm -hmm. she died in the house, but the funeral Mm -hmm. was not there. Dad, John Wallace Smith, lived in the house and died there of a cerebral hemorrhage. So now we go to Amy, who's back in the basement, and she sees that elderly man, the one that's Mm -hmm. really angry. He's Mm -hmm. upset, and that somebody is in his space. He hates the people living here. And Amy then experiences the physical pain that this man felt. And she said, particularly, it's in her head. And she thinks it could have been like an aneurysm. Oh, my So God. this is clearly Sadie's dad. Yeah. And then there was no section that was like the sketches. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't. Really? It went right to the reveal. And I'm like, what? It didn't go to the sketch? No. And I even like rewound. And I'm like. We always go to the sketch. So then then I'm like, like, Amy, I know. Is this what you saw? Is this what you saw? Yes, that is what I saw. (laughs) Not at all rehearsed or planned or scripted. She's probably so fucking sick of saying that. Although I saw somebody on Twitter. She was she had mentioned something about um, writing a book, and someone said your book needs to be called "Yes, That's What I Saw." That's what I saw. (laughs) And she was like, "Yes." So we go to the reveal. It's Amanda and Mike and Amy and Steve. And Steve gives a brief intro to Amy mm-hmm. of the clients. And then Amy talked. The first thing she talked about is the funeral she saw. Mm-hmm. And uh, Steve tells her about Sadie Smith. And it was probably her because her mm-hmm. funeral was here. And then uh, Steve pulls out the death certificate. And Amanda looks at it. And she goes, is that Sadie's birth date or her death date? And they, Amy says, that's her birth date. And she goes, that's just three days after mine. Which is so weird. That's why... 
It's so weird that you said that. Oh, my God. (laughs) We got lots of Libras in this episode. Libras rule. They do rule. So then Amy talks about the basement and the angry old man who despises whoever lives there. And I just realized that they never talked to the cellar dweller. This is It wasn't until now when I realized they never mm-hmm. spoke to him. She mentions the sharp pain in her head. Mm-hmm. Steve brings up Sadie's dad, who died of the cerebral hemorrhage. And Mike says that the tenant that lives in the basement has seen things like shadows and a man standing in the doorway. Mm-hmm. So Steve asks Amanda to tell Amy about the apparition she saw, the guy in the kitchen i think he was the tall guy Mm -hmm. with the button-down shirt yep yep. and amy asked what he was wearing and amanda explained it described him and amy said she briefly encountered someone else and she did a sketch of him and i was like oh okay we do have sketches so now they go back and show the sketch portion of her Mm -hmm. talking to the sketch artist so they didn't have a separate section for it earlier they go back to it Okay. They just change it up a bit. Yeah. So, and this is season two. And I don't remember if all the other episodes in that season did this. I don't think so. Mm Because this seemed like kind of a surprise to me. But maybe that's because I've been watching more recent ones lately. Mm -hmm. So, uh, the sketches of a man. Oh, I'll send it to you. So. You'll have to show me over the phone. Actually, you know what? Let me open up WhatsApp at the computer. Because I think my phone's upstairs. Okay. Okay. So, this one is the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he did not sound to me looking at that picture did not look to me like what Amanda said she saw he doesn't mm-hmm. look tall and thin and he's not wearing a button down shirt no but Amanda looked at the picture and she said yeah that's him so yeah whatever wow okay and so Amy says that she that he is confused and he gets frustrated and she asks them if they ever hear banging and they both at the same time say all the time. Yeah. So then Amy talks about when she opened, when she saw the house with all the trees and the old lady and how she was upset about the trees being removed. And then Steve talks about Isaac Swain, the guy who owned the mill. And then Amy brings up the little girl again and says she's the most important one here. She's been mm-hmm. here for at least 100 years, and mm-hmm. she is in a lot of pain. She yeah. was in an accident and mentally wasn't herself, not allowed to interact with people. And that's when Steve goes, well, I didn't have to think too much about this one, and talks about Louisa Swain. Mm-hmm. Amy says that she affects everyone in the house, and then she basically runs down a checklist of all the shit that Amanda's got, draining energy, making people yeah. overeat, affecting sleep, making them sleepwalk, and climbing into bed with them. And she says she can jump inside people and control them. And she says she has her sights set on one person in this house in particular, and she stays by this person all the time. Mm-hmm. Amanda says, that's definitely me, and tells the story about sleepwalking and how she felt suicidal. And the knife. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Amy says she's trying to control them both, both Amanda and Mike. Mm-hmm. And then Steve shows the scratch marks and the possible burn marks. And Amy says, yep, that's her. Wow. And then Amy says, I did a sketch of this little girl. Oh, crap. Uh, exactly. And because I didn't, they didn't have a sketch section, I didn't know what she was going to sketch. Mm-hmm. I didn't think there were going to be any sketches at all. And seriously, mm-hmm. when she said, I did a sketch of this little girl, I got chills. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. Are you going to send it to me? Yeah. I'm gonna send oh, it my to God. Right am I ready for this? Probably not. It's, I never am. Well, you know what? It's actually the sketch itself is not that scary. The idea is scary. But the sketch itself is not that scary. Okay. Okay. All right. Let me pull this up here. 
I like the way that they. <gasps> oh, yeah. Do you want that's to, scary. Do you want to describe it? So it's a, I think it looks like an overweight woman standing in a hallway and it almost looks like there's something over her head. I think that's just like the the door in front of her. And there's, I mean, it's the, it's the ceiling of the hallway with the doors mm-hmm. on either side. And I think there's a door in front of her and she's going okay. up steps. Oh, that's her back. Okay. Okay. I thought she was facing us. Okay. Oh, now I understand. Oh, oh yeah. No, so I think she's, she's walking up away the stairs. From yep. Yeah. So there's two steps and she's going up the stairs. There's three doors. There's one on each side of her and then one in front of her. And it looks like the little girl is two steps down from her and is just holding on to the back of her. Mm-hmm. Oof. So like I, the sketch itself is not like a super creepy sketch. No. But if not somebody. Like no. No. But if somebody were to show me that picture and say that's you and that's that little girl. Little girl. Hanging off your back of your shirt. Yeah. yeah that would Nope, I'm done. Yep. So I just want to say I liked the way that they didn't show the sketch and tell us what we were going to see until the Mm -hmm. clients were told what Mm -hmm. they were going to see. I think that was more effective. I think it was Mm -hmm. more emotional because I Mm -hmm. definitely got goosebumps when she said, I'm going to show you a sketch of the little girl because I didn't know it was coming. Yeah. Okay, so... Da, 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 da. Amy talks about how the girl is extremely powerful and how she had charged her mm-hmm. and drained all of her energy. Mm-hmm. She talks about the very disturbing scene she saw upstairs in the kids' room and the ghost girl's intention was to murder them. And she's mm-hmm. using Amanda as a vessel to do the deed. <sighs> she wants it to get to the point where she can control her 100% so that she can do this. Mm-hmm. The girl is the one that's causing jealousy between Amanda and Mike over the kids. And they mm-hmm. talk about that, which they didn't talk about before. But Amanda does say, yeah, when Mike is here with the kids, I feel like I'm not getting the attention that I want because he's paying mm-hmm. attention to the kids. And right. poor Mike is like, I try to divide my attention equally between the kids and Amanda. And she's so she's feeling that way because the girl is making her feel mm-hmm. that way, not because of anything that he is doing yeah. wrong. Yeah, or she is doing wrong. Yeah, right. So then it comes to, you know, can they stay? And she said there are things that need to be done. Mm -hmm. They first must go through the bedroom and make it childproof. And Mm -hmm. Mike has to sleep right outside the room to protect Amanda. Wow. And Amanda asked. So why is it so important that he not sleep in there with me? Well, I don't want anybody in this situation to be harmed and at this point she could harm you or she could harm somebody else and i think when she says she she means amanda not Mm -hmm. the ghost because obviously the ghost could get to amanda whether mike is sleeping next to her or sleeping Mm -hmm. in another house so i don't i think she's talking about amanda so i think she's she's like She's putting Mike at the door so that Amanda doesn't come out of there and kill the kids or something, yeah. which is, yeah. that's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And can you imagine If I was Mike, that? I wouldn't sleep in that house. I wouldn't have my kids in the house no, anymore. No, I know. I wouldn't either. But can you imagine hearing that? Like, no. you love this man and his children, and you're like, 
you somebody might kill tells them. you that you might kill them. I mean, yeah. Ugh. So guess what? The next thing that has to be done is Reiki master. No, <laughs> an exorcism. Mm-hmm. Amy says that's the only way you're going to get rid of her. She explains this girl has done too many bad things and she's beyond repair. Yeah. So Steve says, are you going to do this? And they say, yes, yes, yes. We don't want any harm to come to anyone else. The update, Amanda and Mike have childproofed their bedroom. They continue searching for a priest to perform the exorcism. Mike's kids have been visiting less frequently and, and have reported no further activity. Good. Good. So... I don't know. Maybe. I, yeah. I See, again, and this is something, again, producers, people, if you're listening, we want updates. Yeah, we do. We want to know what, I mean, even, I if, it's, know what even if it's 10 years even, later, I want to know what happened to these people. Even if it's two sentences. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. Are they okay? You know, like the stupid Netflix show that I loved. <laughs> Shit. Well, I was talking about it a couple weeks ago. Love is Blind. Love is, love is Blind. Even they did, like, a year later, they had everybody mm-hmm. together in the same room, and then they all yelled mm-hmm. at each other and stuff, yeah. which is trash. But, um, but you know, I think it would be interesting to do something yeah. like that. Take a few of the really yeah. interesting ep- – not that they're not all interesting, but take a few of the episodes, maybe put the people together and just mm-hmm. ask them a few questions. Yeah. Obviously, you can't do all, you know, 27 episodes in yeah. season two or whatever that was. It was season yeah. two was a but long like, one. Yeah, what's – you know, maybe go back to like season one or two. It's been well, and they did eight, nine years, right? And they did do ghost, yeah, ghost and, files revisited or whatever. But I, but yeah. Amy said they only did it for season one. I haven't seen any mm-hmm. of them because they're only on like YouTube, and you have to pay like three bucks a pop for them. So I didn't mm-hmm. bother. I would like to see those, but I would also like yeah. to see updates on some of the later ones, some right. of the more recent ones. Yep. So, yeah, I would, too. You know, Amy had mentioned in the beginning that when she met the little girl first, she kept hearing hidden truth Mm -hmm. and it never came up again. But I was trying to think about that. Like, what could she have meant? And I think that I think that maybe it was just Louisa saying that, like, because she was hidden from the world, Mm -hmm. that that was where, you know, she was Mm -hmm. left alone and she was kind of hidden away. I mean, so like her parents kind of made her into what she was in the afterlife. Yeah. Yeah, I do find it interesting that even like she she didn't die until she was what, 70 something, right? Yeah, 76. So it's interesting. If my math is correct. <laughs> I'm sure isn't. it is. Uh, I think it's interesting that she is a t- child, 10 to 12 year old ghost that yeah. she chose to pick. Well, that's the last time she was healthy. Right. She was mentally aware. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Although even Amy said that she's not mentally stable well, as a ghost she's not mentally yeah. stable but who knows maybe she wasn't mentally stable before she fell and conquered yeah. Her head. yeah Ooh, those were deep ones yeah there we are there we are everybody <laughs> tip your weight staff yeah hope you can sleep tonight ah, you're the best <laughs> well thanks everybody for listening yeah thanks and we will see you next week next week Bye. Bye.
The Activity Continues podcast is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media and is a part of the independent Collected Sounds podcast network. Nailed it.